What's up, everybody? JustinTellDogNation.com. It's another Wednesday night, and that can mean only one thing, my friends. It is time for Before the Hedges here on Dog Nation. Let me send an opening shout-out to YouTube and also an opening shout-out to everybody on Facebook. I hope everybody's Wednesday evening is going smooth. Um, lots going on. If you guys saw the um, teaser for our program tonight, we're going to talk going to focus pretty heavily on uh, our defensive backs and um, why the names Nylon Green and Terry and Arnold are such a big priority for, Jar- for Georgia um, moving forward um, in the 2021 class. Now, these guys have kind of always been a big deal, but I think the, there were two other names that were in the boat with Georgia, um, Tony Grimes Jr. and also uh, uh, James Williams. Um, they are um, obviously trended, moved into another direction. Uh, James Williams seems steadfast with Miami. Uh, Tony Grabs Jr. has recently graduated from his high school in Virginia. Um, Virginia high school football is effectively postponed for the time being, and he's going to graduate early and enroll with the North Carolina class. So that certainly makes names like Terry and Arnold and Nyland Green very, very interesting for Georgia going forward. One thing we're going to do um, – I always, you know, we always try to put together a very formatted program to sort of look like boom, boom, boom. This is a segment. This is a segment. So it would kind of look like you're like a, like a a local news program or a local um, digest magazine. But one of the things I've always wanted to do over the last few weeks, I've just had some, I'm giving myself an internal memo that, you know, the main thing about this show is always interaction, uh, engagement, being here for you guys. If you have a question, um, make sure you go ahead and shoot your shot right now with that question. I'm going to kind of prioritize what you want to know and what you want to hear, uh, what's on your mind right now, rather than, um, you know, just pumping in 95 mile an hour fastballs about what I think you would like to see. Um, because that heat's coming, but I just wanted to, uh, let you guys get, get a chance to kind of steer, kind of play your own program director for a little bit. One thing I will mention right out of the top is kind of the biggest recruiting news of the day, I would say, on the Georgia beat. I don't know if it was news or it was um, a repeal or a hibernation of an announcement. Uh, That was a report from uh, Chad Simmons of Rivals.com. Very strong reporter, very veteran reporter. Um, He reported earlier this morning on UGASports.com that uh, Marius Mims has moved back his his commitment date. Now, folks, follow along with me. It was October the 13th, which was his birthday. He had moved it up into August um, because he felt like he was ready when he dropped his top six. Uh, But now he's not so ready, so he's going to back up, and he's going to uh, now make that decision in October. So really, for a lot of Georgia fans that were wondering if he might be the next uh, major target to commit to the G. Um, definitely um, not probably not going to be the case now because he's moving back to his birthday month of October, which if we're looking at things from the 10,000 foot view uh, was sort of his plan all along. So one of the things you see me, I'm just kind of um, segueing to trying to, uh, trying to uh, pull up uh, what, what, what everybody's talking about, what everybody wants to know on um, Facebook and YouTube. Let me hop on uh, 
YouTube first and see what you guys, anything you guys like to talk about, like I said earlier, shoot your shot. And if, if not, we will uh, progress forward into uh, what we have planned for you today on our show. Uh, bank six, man. Hey, man, thank you for your uh, normal routine, Bank six. Hopefully you got some sort of uh, relaxing uh, beverage uh, to go through this as well. Uh, thank you for definitely uh, making us a part of your Friday night. So uh, you guys are just getting these alerts. If you follow the new Dog Nation app, uh, here's a quick plug. We've got a brand new bag. Papa's got a brand new bag, that old classic James Brown song. Uh, get in that app store. Andrew, Android Market, I, iTunes, uh, Apple platform. Uh, download the new Dog Nation app. It's got, um, you know, 14-foot pythons now where maybe, maybe it used to have 12-foot pythons now in terms of that old uh, – Hulk Hogan wrestler tease, but uh, a lot of things that are popping off right now. The ACC has canceled the Georgia Virginia game. Uh, the models that the ACC announced today uh, will still include one out of conference game, but the unique wrinkle there is that um, the ACC out of conference game must be played in the same state uh, as where that uh, home team or away team resides. So obviously, it's simple language to get. You know, Miami, Florida, or Florida State, Florida, Georgia, Georgia Tech, and Clemson, South Carolina, still on the docket, um, among other games. So, uh, and then um, the other thing to think about is, you know, Mike, Mike Griffith's reporting, Connor Riley's reporting a lot of things about what that means for the SEC. Greg Sankey has a statement up there as well. So if you want to get uh, – Piping hot, scattered, smothered, and covered recruiting news. While at the same time, you want to check out what Mike and CR have to offer on our uh, on our app or on our flagship website. Uh, feel empowered to do so as well. Um, looking at things right now, Enrique Marulo, how are you? Mike D wants to know, so other than Mims, who are the next highest target we can maybe get this cycle or next? Uh, Mike D, funny you should ask, man. We have this thing called Top Targets Every Week. Uh, Elite GB is not one of those top targets, but we're definitely happy to see him on the uh, YouTube feed as well. But we, um, we're going to kind of roll through who we feel mutual interest. That would mean Georgia likes them a lot. They like Georgia a lot. Um, who we feel are the top targets for this week. There's some names that are moving up. There's some names that are moving down and everything like that. Um, as well. So Facebook, that's your, uh, quick, uh, lap around the pool on Facebook, excuse me, YouTube. And now let me see what everybody's thinking on Facebook. Now, uh, like I said, today, we're going to, we're going to go into a couple of things. Um, recently got the chance to visit with Nyland Green out of Newton High School. Uh, Nyland, uh, heck of a cornerback. Been watching him for a lot of years. He's about 6'3, about 185. Very personable, uh, very polished young man. If you see him on his, uh, on his Twitter feed, on his social media, you see him dancing and having fun, remembering to smile always. He's got some Motown hits where him and his buddies are dancing along. Or they're listening to some Kirk Franklin rolling down the road trying to kind of deal with this quarantine and the thousand or so um, days of quarantine at all. I, I tell you what, it's so funny, man. I'm, whenever news breaks, my phone is just lit up. So I'm literally doing this show and I've got – text things happening about the cancellation or what's going on in Georgia high school football. There's a lot of, there's kind of a maelstrom of stories that are 
germinating or about to germinate over the next couple of days. So it's, it's funny, just while trying to do this program, I'm looking at my cell phone and I'm seeing text after text from coaches or players, recruits, also and things of that nature. But um, Facebook, I've got a uh, couple seconds. I want to check in with everybody on Facebook. Of course, we're going to talk about Nyland Green and Terry and Arnold. So I was on the subject of Nyland Green, and we're going to have a uh, which which I kind of feel is probably the 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 A one A or the, the filet mignon or the tomahawk ribeye of the program tonight, which are all kind of those things that you can find at Kroger. By the way, I'm just trying to polish up and get in mid season form with my tease game right there. But um, great interview with Terry and Arnold. If you guys didn't know the name Terry and Arnold, if you didn't know why Georgia is um, such a big deal for Tarion, and Tarion is such a big deal for Georgia, uh, you'll probably have a lot of insight after that. Um, Walter MacArthur, how are you? God bless you, sir. Uh, Kenneth Wiggins, um, James Crump wants to know, uh, who else is Del McGee going after running back, and why is Georgia missing on elite running backs in this class? Uh, James, I'm going to just simply say, I'm just going to tee that one up and say a lot of this has to do with the coronavirus I think if Donovan Edwards would have had the chance to come down and visit Georgia a couple times by now, he would be he would be feeling a certain type of way about Georgia. I think Lavasier Carroll is a strong back, the type of guy that can run 10-7, 10-6. Uh, verified he can run about a 4-4, low 4-4. And also he's going to be over six feet and about 205 pounds. Played against the big boys at um, ING Academy for last season. We'll have another season there as well. So I think Georgia feels good with their, their one running back thought they have right now. And um, with uh, Lavassier Carroll, so then it's also like, you know, what's next, what's left? Um, I think Donovan Edwards, if he if business can ever get restored, I think Georgia can get back in good graces and really do something to turn his head or to turn his eye once that happens. But um, they're also looking at Amani Daniels out of uh, Miami Central. That's the same high school which produced James Cook. And he would definitely, for everybody that knows, or maybe they need to go ask your uncle or your, uh, your dad about it, Going to have a lot of Warren Dunn type wiggle to his game. Not quite Noel Devine, but, you know, about 5'9", about 185 pounds, really fast. Uh, make a guy man, man miss in space. Really quick quick burst um, as well. John William Adams wants to know, um, uh, do I feel school school's economics plays a part of a recruit's decision in the end? Some kids, some kids decommit out of concern. Um, I think really what's happening right now is that a lot of people are thinking, and I can think of the James Williams recruitment here as well. Um, a lot of people are thinking about um, whether it's the Black Lives Matter and the crusade happening now for social justice, whether it's the scares about coronavirus and just being around your people and representing your area, your hometown. I think a lot of those forces are working where you can't, go to a Georgia and see the differences between a local program or the nearest program you were considering and just have it just made very clear and obvious how one program is operating at a much higher level than others. Uh, Danny Smith wants to know what happened with Cody Brown in Georgia. Danny, my opinion there is I think Georgia prioritized other backs um, in the class. I think Cody Brown's going to be a lot like what Georgia already has in the stable with guys like Zamir White uh, and uh, Kenny McIntosh and also, and also uh, the guy who just committed a year ago today, Kendall Milton, 
Kendall was a guy. They all those guys all seem like those stumper big between the tackle backs, which is what Cody Brown is, and he's very good at it. But Georgia's looking for a lot more variance in its offense right now, and a lot more guys that can do different things than the current personnel they already have. Lavasi Harold Carroll will be that guy that could outrun anybody on the other side of the ball. He'd also be big and be able to run between the tackles and catch a pass in space and make a dude miss. Um, I think Donovan Edwards would be an elite back in every criteria for Todd Munkin's offense as well. So I, I guess the first thing, you know, we kind of teased it. We kind of teed it up. Um, we have what I think is a pretty good insightful interview. There's going to be a full-blown uh, deep dive on all things Terry and Arnold going up on the side probably tomorrow morning. Uh, but um, I spent some time recently talking to Terry and Arnold. Um, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, he's a guy that uh, made no bones about it. You see a lot of the talk back and forth about Terry and Arnold and Xavier and Sori Jr. You see a lot of the, the innuendo and the, the vibe, I want to say, between David Daniel and Terry and Arnold as well on social media for the last several months. Well, this interview here is going to explain, explain a lot of that. And also, first question here that I have for him in this Dog Nation conversation, speaking to Terry and Arnold, was I asked him, I said, man, you can go visit a school anywhere. Next weekend, week after next, if you had that green light, where would you go? I think you guys will be very intrigued by the answer that readily comes out of Terry and Arnold's mouth. And you can listen to it right here. Uh, Terry, and here's an interesting question, I guess. Let's say the NCAA waved the green light and you could go visit schools next weekend, two weekends from now. Do you, which ones do you think you need to get out to and see and start doing that real research uh, Georgia, uh, I think Georgia would be the first school I visit. Wow. Hand, Why hand so? down. Why so? Kirby, uh, me, me and Xavier and Sawyer, we're, we're pretty tight, and we we kind of have a line of, we're looking at the same schools. and uh, Just just Kirby Smart, the way he makes the scene, the new practice facilities they're building, and being around the players and being around that coach and staff and that culture. Obviously, I went for a game, but I just went, and I was kind of in the game atmosphere. And obviously, he's saying, man, he's one of the best closers there is. So he really just needs to get us back down there. Man, you and Sori, huh? Scissor hands, huh? Yeah, man. Uh, well, yeah, I think I remember I remember talking to you last year. You came up for a game last year. I don't remember which one it was, but I remember yeah, you. It was the very game. You basically got Kirby on all access by yourself for a long time. Is that the last time you were at Georgia? Is that your last memory of being at Georgia? Yes, sir. What, what sticks with you from that day and from that conversation? Um, how he got off the bus. And he, he told me how important I was to him, and, and he really showed it. And then as far as me growing and as a player, him him reaching out to me all the time, keeping up with me and even coaching me now and, and just kind of getting on. before their recruiting gets past halftime, that they say, me and this dude are going to play together. We're tight. We're going to – it just seems like I want to play with that dude. We can go lock it down. 
but it seems different when you're talking about that with you and Xavier. Is that am I reading that wrong, or does it really feel like you guys are going to go play together somewhere? Um, I would say, I mean, we, we obviously yeah, we we really want to do go and play together, but if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But uh, as far as like chemistry and stuff, and the type of people we're on these. Him staying in Gracefield, which is right by me, and where, where we grew up around the same. We we do want to go and play together mm. if it works out. Terry, what would you say uh, is the best thing you like about Georgia, or the strongest reason why you want to give them that first visit once the green light goes up? Competition level. What's their plan that they they plan to use you? That, what, when they spell out how you would be a difference maker in Athens. What are they telling you? Are they telling you pure corner, or are they telling you we're going to move you all over the defense and maybe have you erase the other guy's best player from week in and week out? They say when I first first get there, I'll, I'll be covering George Pickens nonstop, just preparing me to go out there and cover week on and week out the, the other team's best best defender. I mean, not best mm-hmm. defender, best offensive threat. Even in the kick return and punt return game, be dangerous in that. And Kirby kind of gave me like high praise, just saying, "Man, I don't, I, don't, I know you're going to win the Jim Thorpe Award." Man, we're looking at Heisman finalists contenders, so that was really big. And I said, "Wow, that's a lot to live up to." Wow. So, guys, that's very interesting stuff. There, you hear about Terry and Arnold making plays in the return game, uh, perhaps being a free safety, uh, also also being a. Uh, uh, pure corner, cover corner as well. Did you hear that part at the end about Jim Thorpe Awards being a Heisman finalist uh, in the room at the Downtown Athletic Club, kind of like, uh, kind of like uh, Charles Woodson was years ago. Very interesting stuff there about how Georgia's prioritized him, and he said if he would be in Georgia, he'd get the chance to cover a guy like George Pickens every day. And he's one of those guys. He understands that message that um, iron sharpens iron, good on good, and that is something that. Um, he's looking at with his college decision. And remember, you know, that interview, I asked him, I said, hey, man, you can go visit anywhere in the world right now. Uh, figure out what you need to figure out. He said uh, he said he would have to go visit Georgia without a doubt. Um, his recruiting is really kind of backed up right now, as one might imagine. Um, he was actually going to try and take an unofficial visit to Georgia. Like, tells me he wants to make his decision. Uh, a lot of this stuff will be in the story tomorrow. But uh, he wants to make his decision, take it out a long way. Uh, the February signing day, he will not enroll early. Uh, Terry, and, Terry and Arnold also said that um, he has probably about maybe 10 to 12 schools in mind right now. He'll look to cut those down to maybe a top five, top seven before the season starts. Uh, other schools in the mix there for him would be uh, uh, Tennessee, Oklahoma, Florida, Alabama is big for him there as well, Florida State. But, man, really has a keen interest right now in Georgia. He's really talking a lot to Kirby Smart right now, which certainly when you're getting uh, a young man is getting that type of attention, that type of recruiting pitch, recruiting attention from the head coach, it certainly values him as a priority right now, even in this uh, coronavirus stages right now. Um, That's the Terry and Arnold story. I want to know what you guys thought about that. Takeaways. I think I commented with, I shared my thoughts on his film that we were able to share on both the YouTube platform and the Facebook platform as well. I mean, he just looks like he's got incredible feet. He's making plays everywhere, you know, offensively as a receiver. He's got about 15 offers as a receiver. 
Um, and then defensively, as a kind of do it all defensive back, the Swiss Army knife, the Swiss Army knife would uh, term would definitely apply there to his skill set, able to cover a lot of spots in a defensive backfield and on that back end. Uh, he also, this is interesting. Uh, maybe you don't know this about Terry and Arnold, but Terry actually has. They're, they're kind of faux offers, let's call them that. I wouldn't call them cubic zirconia offers, but what they are is he has offers in basketball from at least three, maybe four SEC schools. But, of course, you can only sign with one SEC school in one sport. So he would sign in football, and then he would walk on and play uh, basketball. Now, he's a very good basketball player, a lot of 25, a lot of 30-point games in his high school career, in his AAU career. At one time, Terry and Arnold was playing on the same AAU circuit as Anthony Edwards, can see why because of that athleticism he shows there on the field on that film uh but you know georgia's offered them the opportunity to do that as well um it's on crane he can kind of play both sports um and he also runs track in the off season so there a lot of good stuff really good dip of our toes into the waters there for terry and arnold i think he can be a very special player uh 24 7 sports has him as the nation's number two overall safety and a top 100 overall recruit the pure 24-7 sports composite rating has Arnold at the nation's number nine safety and about our number 182, number 180 overall recruit for the 2021 cycle. Um, he had a very big visit to the University of Georgia last year uh, for the Missouri game where he got a lot of face time with Kirby and Charlton Warren. And they really left him. They really planted that seed last year with him feeling like a major priority. Um, the other name, this is a guy I got to visit in person with just last week, uh, Nylon Green out of Newton High School and, and Covington, Georgia, and Atlanta. Um, you know, we're going to show you some of the clips of, uh, of Nylon Green. Uh, I think that was a one-handed catch that I put out on Twitter that um, certainly catches the eye. Um, when he, was, he just kind of does those things all the time. He's about 6'3", 195. I think Georgia has – re-energized itself in the race there for uh, Nyland Green. Probably something of that might have to do with how he can become a clear cornerback priority now for this class, along with Dejan Nugget Warren, uh, with the news that dropped a couple weeks ago about Tony Grimes. Um, I think Georgia has gotten into a very good spot, a much better spot uh, for Nyland Green. I think it's going to come down to maybe Georgia and um, Auburn, and then Alabama in there as well for Nyland Green because those are schools he has liked for quite some time um, as well. Now, Nyland, uh, we wrote about him recently on Dog Nation. We wrote about both him and uh, uh, Justin Benton, man, that Justin Benton kid. Going to be writing about him, going to be talking about him a lot. But, you know, one of the things about our coverage of Nyland I just wanted to tee up right now is, you know, I asked him about, Georgia. The first thing that came to Nylon, Nylon Green's mind was Charlton Warren. And this guy's known for his big smiles, but he had the biggest of smiles um, discussing about Charlton Warren and, the, and shoes came up. Apparently those guys are both shoe aficionados. He said, Coach Warren, now that's my dog. We're always comparing shoes and playing Madden and everything. He said, Coach Warren, that is my guy. That is my dog. Um, Lots of things to like about Nyland. Once he wants to do in life, let's say he makes it big as a professional football player, he wants to open his own his own homeless shelter. He said to take care of kids that are younger than me or less fortunate than me, maybe somebody that doesn't have what others have. I'd love to do that. I feel like we should be able to help one another out. Um, 
He says he's always smiling, but when I do that, then God puts that on my heart to help somebody and then puts an even bigger smile on my face. Uh, just helping anybody, people than younger, than younger than me or youth, just helping anybody in general. Um, he said, God has just put that on my heart always to share what I do have with others. He's the type of kid that um, he's got certain schools in mind. He wants to get to a top four. Uh, look for that maybe another week or so where he gets to top four or top five. Uh, he'd like to reach his decision by the beginning of the season or toward the middle of his senior year uh, just to try and get that out of the way. He said the schools that really know how to that, – that are really recruiting him well right now, they know how to recruit his family. Um, he's not worried about watching others, seeing others feel pressed to secure their spot, to secure their slot. Um, he's just – he calls it – he says he's on Nyland's Island. He's going to do things his own way. I doesn't really feel like he needs a lot of um, – a lot of visits to figure this out. Um, the schools that are in the running for his top four, he told me, were Georgia, Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Clemson, and Tennessee. Um, Nyland Green. I mean, you look at him, um, he thinks about Georgia. The one thing that comes to his mind is location. It's 35 minutes away. Um, he says his family will travel anywhere they need to do in order to follow his recruitment. But um, Georgia's 35 minutes away from his house. Um, but he knows his family will be, be there with him regardless, uh, wherever he chooses. Um, one of the things he does is he likes to um, hear from guys and the players that are there and that have actually been to Georgia that are playing there or were there. Um, but then he still has to look at the fit for himself personally. Um, how does he fit in or how will he fit in there? His relationships with the players are, uh, are, are very big. Pulled some quotes from him about a lot of, Three teams he's most commonly associated with outside of Georgia. First of those is Alabama. He said that's a dog place right there. They separate the men from the boys. That's Alabama, man. What more can I say? Auburn, he said Auburn is amazing. He also said they run a dog defense, cover zero. Man coverage is what they do. That's really amazing. Uh, he said Clemson is an amazing place, but he doesn't really pay too much attention to the media or where his crystal balls say he's going to go or anything like that. Um, uh, he just comes out there to practice and work all the time. Um, crystal balls now currently, I think those are a little outdated with uh, Nylon, but the crystal balls on the 24-7 sports popular feature there. Um, points, mm, I think it's still 100%. I think it's only like three predictions, but all three of those do point to Clemson at this time. There you go. Uh, Nylon Green, that's a snapshot there of Nylon Green as well. You guys got any thoughts on that? You guys anything you want to know? As I said earlier, I think Georgia has improved its standing with Nylon Green, especially over the last three or four weeks. Um, if you, you know, I can't help but think a lot of these young men wonder, am I the priority? Is it that guy or is it me? Are they recruiting both guys? They see a lot of these headlines on social media as well. They see a lot of those interviews. Now they're not bumping into each other at practices or um, fall practices or then bumping into each other on unofficial visits or camps or anything like that. So it's a little bit harder for them to figure it out. But if they got an Instagram, if they got a, they read dognation.com or if they're on their Twitter, social media every day, they can kind of figure out the guys that are really being connected to the schools they like and the other schools like that as well. Um, lots of questions coming in right now. Um, let me see if, like I said earlier, as promised, I'm going to try to redirect and do a lot of what I can. Uh, Noah Sheldon, 500. 
uh, saying the 2021 class isn't looking that good. Noah, man, everybody's welcome to your opinions. I always value seeing what you have on YouTube every week here. But, man, I, it, what's it going to take? Is it going to take a plague of locusts, folks? Is it going to take a zombie apocalypse for um, after this cycle for Georgia to do what needs to be done and still end up with a top three, top four class? Even in a global pandemic, that's still where I see this class going. I do see a lot of bigger names um, popping for Georgia uh, down the line. But I think this might be the class where Georgia doesn't look too much at ranking uh, and maybe focuses more on the character, what they see on film uh, for a more pure evaluation. I do think there'll be a lot more busts in this class for perhaps every um, every school that's taking a lot of these players. But the one thing Georgia's doing that I think is smart is they're not trying to fill up the wheelbarrow with all their guys yet. They only have 10 commitments, guys, and that makes them the number 16 team in the country on the 24-7 sports team composite rankings, while others have been over 18, 19, 20 for four, five, six months now. Um, Mike D. wants to know the, the job Cortez Hankin has been doing recruiting receivers. You know, Hankton's doing a really good job recruiting the state of Louisiana. The thing here now is, folks, he's got certain guys in mind. I don't think it's Deion Colsey. I don't think it's Jaden Thomas. I think it's a guy like Malcolm Johnson. I think it's also the recent Florida commit, Malcolm Burr. Georgia needs more guys in its room that won't be the X receiver because I think Georgia likes what it has in Justin Robinson and what it has in Marcus Rosamy. It sees Demetrius Robertson graduating or exhausting his eligibility at the same time after this season. Need more guys like Arian Smith, more guys like Jermaine Burton. They need more guys that are just simply lightning in a bottle, quickness, uh, explosive, twitchy, the type of guys that can, um, you know, I say this a lot of times when I evaluate guys. Is he the type of guy that can make an elephant miss in a phone booth? Is he that quick? Is he that sudden? I mean, Michael Hardman type fast. I mean, the type of guy that coordinators are going to have to worry about with his safety over the top and getting burned deep. Uh, Georgia's got to have a lot more of those game breakers in the, its wide receiver room. Um, everybody's asking about Marlon Dean. I think Marlon Dean, I don't think this was a slow player process at all. I just think Marlon Dean wanted to back things up. Maybe he didn't feel like he was being made a priority by the University of Georgia. And I think Marlon Dean wanted to uh, look around even in this time or just feel out some more schools right now. Remember Marlon. I remember him telling me when he committed to Georgia – and he drove up to Georgia knowing he was going to commit there that day. Um, but um, he told me he was going up to Georgia to commit. Second place was Tennessee. Third place was Penn State. Some news is kind of popping. I know I, I tell you a lot of times I see my phone trickle through with news right now. Georgia just recently offered out of Walton High. And I mean, in the last couple minutes, uh, Marcus Allen. Uh, Marcus Allen, heck of a name for a football player. That was one of my very favorite. Uh, most impressed football players I, I watched and appreciated growing up when I was a wee lad. But Marcus Allen, the younger brother of Derek Allen, from a very structured, a very impressive, academic, education-minded family, um, just picked up an offer from the University of Georgia. Uh, Marcus Allen is very long, um, going to be a defensive back, probably a corner, maybe a safety type, but one of those maybe nickel slot corners I see to begin with. And uh, very big offer. Uh, I think Marcus Allen just shared with me, uh, shared with everybody on Twitter, I think a, a little bit after that, that um, Georgia just got an offer, and he just got an offer from Dell McGee. Now, uh, Marcus Allen is a 2022 defensive back 
out of Walton High School. Um, lots of things trying to take care of Facebook and YouTube at the time. But let's keep this uh, train uh, rolling on the track. We've uh, just joining us. We've talked about Ben's decision, backing up his uh, commitment date into October. Uh, full credit there goes to Chad Simmons for reporting that earlier today of Rivals.com. Uh, we talked about uh, Nylon Green. We talked about Terry and Arnold. Very good interview we had there. We shared with everybody on uh, Terry and Arnold. You guys will be able to see that later on our uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple podcast platform as well. Before the Hedges is right now a uh, podcast on the Apple podcast platform. Download that if you want to in between sips of your favorite libation tonight uh, after the 6 p.m. hour or into the 6 p.m. hour. Um, also dog nation has a brand new app. Check that one out in the app store as well. Um, and, uh, you'll like it. We've actually beefed things up there quite a lot. Um, right now though, I would consider this, we've played two quarters time to go in there for a quick pause. But when we do that each week, that means we get to hear from our fine partners at Kroger. Kroger continues to feed Georgia and Southeastern families, families all across America, during this time, click list, the way you can shop each week on your phone, the way you can get in and out and go and feel safe while doing it. Um, let's take a moment right now and hear another message from Kroger. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but first, a quick word from Kroger. Kroger has made shopping for the groceries and household essential items that you need even easier by offering free pickup. Just shop online. Choose a pickup time convenient for you, and Kroger will carefully pick out your order and bring it to your vehicle when you arrive. So the next time you're ready to shop at Kroger, take advantage of the free pickup. It's just another way that Kroger is fresh for everyone. All right, guys, we're back. Um, seeing a couple more questions on uh, YouTube I wanted to take care of. Alan Barry asked, what position group would I like to see Georgia improve on? Guys, I think Georgia needs to do a lot more work in this 2021 class at inside linebacker and the defensive line. I think those are the key remaining spots for Georgia to shore up. And then also you're going to have the defensive back position. We spoke about this a lot, but last year Georgia signed 17 offensive players. This is the class for the defensive side of the ball. Remember, Georgia only took one linebacker at all in the last class. They only took three defensive backs in the last class. That was Kimber, that was Major Burns, and that was Keely Ringo. Um, I think what Georgia needs to do um, is um, really focus on a lot of those core key areas, which I think um, I thank you for your question there, Alan Barry, because what it does is it's the perfect way for me to dovetail into a weekly uh, staple on our show. Uh, that would be the commitment board right now. What does the weekly commitment board look like for the Bulldogs? Again, I mentioned earlier is that Georgia still has those 10 commitments after the decision made by Marlon Dean to decommit recently um nothing really changed um this week with um georgia's commitments you've got the quarterback brock vandegrift out of prince avenue christian uh micah morris the same his recruit here's a quick teaser nobody's rankings changed at all this week so i guess everybody on the evaluation front nobody goose somebody's rating up or down um in the 24 7 composite to make somebody you know flush down or or rise up, but you know, you looking at all these names, uh, David Daniel out of Woodstock High School. Um, we mentioned him and the connection he has there with Terry and Arnold. You guys will be interested to get some of uh, T 
Presbyterian's thoughts about David Daniel uh, when that story goes up on dognation.com. Uh, Lavoisier Carroll, that's the running back. And I think, you know what, folks, I'll just be very, very to the point here. I think if Georgia only wants to take one running back, I think that'd be fine in the 2021 class because that would certainly mean if Georgia just takes one, that, man, Kenny McIntosh and, and Kendall Milton definitely had themselves a, a great fall and a great um, productive uh, 2020 season for the Bulldogs as well. I think a lot of that will depend on what type of year that James Cook and um, Zamir White both have as well, whether if both those guys feel like they can take their talents to the league after what they do in year one, uh, playing with a guy like Jamie Newman or JT Daniels and um, in the new Todd Munkin offense. Dylan Fairchild, uh, man, just a monster. Uh, state champion, didn't lose at all. Pinned a guy in four seconds in the state tournament. I think he's a guy that can play both tackle and guard. Dylan's told me that uh, Matt Luke looks at him initially as a tackle. Uh, Jonathan Jefferson, folks, that guy's going to be a terrific defensive tackle for the Bulldogs. Um, one of those guys that I think if rankings were had the chance to update through camps or spring evaluation, I think Georgia's going to be very, very pleased with Jonathan Jefferson. Elijah Judy, that's the linebacker out of Philadelphia, been committed uh, to Georgia for some time. i tell you what, probably got to write this up soon the next time I write about Elijah Judy, but I'll tell you a quick little story. Um, you know, Elijah Judy's father is a corrections officer in Philadelphia. And Elijah Judy was a guy when a lot of this social issues really started coming up in our world, um, it affected him. And he was a guy that, you know, was very on the front lines as far as an athlete goes about putting his message across. And he was one of those uh, young men that even tweeted that he would, when the football game started, um, he felt led in his heart to take a knee, whether that would be in the, you know, behind the field house, behind the bleachers, or in the locker rooms before the game. That's he was some, That was something that he felt strongly about doing. But here's the thing that I want you guys to really latch on to here was that, you know, Dan Lanning, Georgia's primary recruiter for, uh, for Elijah Judy, reached out really early, and he wanted to know how things were going with Elijah and his community also wanted to know how things are going with your father. Um, he's a corrections officer as well. And, you know, he, you know, his father, longtime corrections officer, um, actually does some VIP security as well on the side. But the way Dan Lenny reached out and the way that he checked in on that family where it felt like more than just a normal recruiting call, it was just further uh, engagement and investment in the relationships that Lanny has built with the Judy family. Really, it told his father in terms of, you know, it just, you know, his, his father told me that it reinforced um, in their mind how strong and how right that decision was to commit to Georgia. Uh, Jamon Dumas Johnson, he, he was on our program recently on Before the Hedges. You got to hear some sound from him. Uh, recently been reclassified as an inside backer. That's where Georgia's going to have him on the 24 7 sports ratings composite, the nation's number 10 inside linebacker. Jazz Chambliss, uh, playing a lot of inside linebacker and defensive end right now for Carrollton. Uh, I think, again, folks, I, I don't know if I, I – when, when all said and done, I don't know if I'll be able to name five guys that Dog Nation and this coaching staff will likely be more pleased with that they brought into this class than Chaz Chambliss. And then the final name on the list is the only three-star. That's Adonai Mitchell out of uh, – uh, played last year in Tennessee. He's from Texas. Unique story there, how he's a big physical receiver. Graduated from high school last year. Um, 
um, well, not last year, but earlier this spring. And he's actually spending this fall working on his body and his game and his training to get ready to enroll early in the class of 2021. That's the overview on what the commitments look like, kind of every snapshot on all those guys in a nutshell. Now perhaps one of our juicier parts of our show every week, it's time to hit those top targets. Um, who's moving up? Who's moving down? Who's in? Who's out? There are no new names in the board this, on the board this week, but there are definitely some names that are trending in a different direction, kind of snaking up and down um, on the board, uh, so to speak. Let's start with a – I guess this is one of those guys that I'm just going to keep on the list. I realize how hard it's going to be to pull him out of the state of Louisiana. But, uh, you know, maybe this is, you know, the ceremonial Georgia's going to shoot its shot. One thing, folks, I, got, I think you guys need to think about is there's going to be a recruit this cycle – where uh, I think it might be a defensive lineman as well, that where Scott Cochran pays a huge dividend, where he was a lead, where he was a key, where he was a primary on. I think Scott Cochran might be a guy that uh, ends up being one of the more valuable recruiters in this class for Georgia. And they're certainly going to need it with you know the departures of a guy like Pittman, the departures of a guy like James Coley, and even the underrated departure of a guy like Scott Fountain, where Scott Fountain was the lead guy on uh, – Jalen Carter for some time as well. Um, and, you know, quick little tease, guys. I may have seen it, heard it, read it before, but i um, been telling folks since late last year, verified by a highball test in January, that, um, man, I think the absolute world of Trayvon Walker, I think that Trayvon Walker will be a top 15 uh, draft pick in the NFL one day, provided he just works and continues to get better. I know he'll keep his head and shoulders all right, but I think Jalen Carter can be every bit the playoff target. Let me stay on target here. Uh, Mason Smith, number 13 um, uh, overall uh, recruit. He's down a couple of spots this week. Number 12, we've moved up Prince Colley. Prince Colley, to me, looks like the type of guy that can play a lot of spots for Georgia. Can be a can be there one of those guys. Maybe in that even that James Williams role that Georgia had in mind, a guy that can play the star, can play all over. Inside linebacker, folks that Five-second nugget you need to know about Prince Colley, besides that really cool name, is that he caught 67 passes for 1,085 yards and nine touchdowns as a receiver last year while also playing full-time at linebacker and having those normal 75 tackles that um, every every backer should be making. He plays in Tennessee. Georgia is in his top five. Number 11, we mentioned about Donovan Edwards. He's out of Michigan. Would be a perfect fit, an ideal skill set, tailored fit for what Georgia wants to do in the Munkin offense. Michigan is the team to really watch for there. That's his hometown, Michigan Wolverines. Obviously, the longer it takes for him to commit, make his decision, the longer he holds out to take visits, the stronger I think Georgia's chances will be there. A name I continually have moving up there at number 10 is Shamar Turner out of DeSoto, Texas. Shamar is a guy that plays in the biggest of big boy competition in the state of Texas. I look for him. I think visits are going to be key. But I've been told I would look for Shamar Turner to make an official, unofficial visit on his own coming up, you know, one of those on his own dime, Brock Bowers visits to kind of just get things moving with his decision. Check out Georgia. He's never seen Georgia. Georgia is in there with Texas, Texas A&M, LSU, Alabama, schools like that. Um, Shamar Turner is now number 10 on this week's list. Number nine, Dijon Nugget Warren, um, junior college prospect, incredible film, Love that young man's story about it. He basically only had five varsity games. He walked on to a junior college program and is now the number two overall junior college prospect and the number one uh, 
uh, junior college corner prospect. Really, it's a Xerox of the DJ Daniels story out of Georgia Military College. Nugget even told me that um, the path and the road, the example set by DJ Daniel last year of a guy that could go from JUCO, start a bunch of games for Georgia right away, and move himself into a draft uh, scouted position in just one season um, really meant a lot to him. And he's still planning to take his official visit to Georgia in December. That might change simply because the junior college season, unfortunately, has been wiped off the boards. There will be no junior college season this fall. It will be moving to the spring. Nugget Warren will be graduated and enrolled at the school of his choice by then. Uh, number eight, we mentioned uh, Nylon Green a lot. We spoke about him earlier in our program. He was one of our feature segments. Uh, number seven, the same thing there goes for Terry and Arnold. I think Terry and Arnold moves up five spots this week. Number six is Xavier Sori. That's the linebacker out of uh, he's out of Graceville, Florida. He's now at IMG. Everybody calls him Scissorhand Soria for that time that he uh, cut uh, Glenn Schumann's hair uh, looking outside the field at Sanford Stadium from the West End Zone. He moves up. Uh, Corey Foreman's moving down. He's in the number five spot right now. He's got to get that visit. I think you've seen a lot of things with Kirby, Corey Foreman. More precisely, I think you've heard a lot of things with Corey Foreman about where, um, you know, you know Oregon, USC, LSU, Georgia, I think those are the schools there for Corey Foreman. I think Georgia's chance, Georgia's big chance, and it's a big one, Goose, to have Top Gun ringing in my back, ringing in the background of my head right now. Uh, Got to get that visit. Got to get those visits, multiple visits for Georgia. Um, number four is Brock Bowers. Reminder, folks, he took his um, another out-of-pocket visit to Washington at the end of this month. I think the decision from Brock Bowers will come sooner rather rather than later. Number three, we've got Shmile Munden Jr. out of Paulden County. Uh, I've kind of felt there for the longest time that um, since we've been reporting on him back in, you know, maybe in the early part of the year. Uh, Georgia, Auburn, Auburn's coming on now. I'm not going to downplay that at all. Uh, shared a lot of kind of in-depth thoughts with how I felt things are going with uh, Shmile Munden Jr. And also, what type of prospect he is compared to the other guys Georgia has signed recently and also targeted in this 2021 cycle. I shared some of, um, you know, my, my very candid thoughts on the all things smile London on the dog nation forum. If you guys are not a member, if you guys are not reading the dog nation forum, what are you doing? I mean, that's where a lot of the good stuff happens before it even shows up on the pages of DogNation.com. Number two is Tyrion Ingram Dawkins out of Gaffney, South Carolina. He's moved up a couple of spots to number two overall. And then the number one target again for this week is a big man um, out of Cochran, Georgia, Marius Mims, the five-star offensive tackle, Ben A. And I kind of call him Mount Mims at this point because he's been such a central figure, an anchor-type figure for Georgia in the 2021 recruiting class um, for, over two, for over two years now, it feels like. All right, guys, those were your top targets. What did you think about the movement you saw this week? What did you think about, guys? You know, kind of coming up, kind of coming down. Um, interesting. Uh, guys, one of the things I want to share, uh, cover four. Uh, if, you, if you guys realized on the program this week on Facebook and YouTube that our boy Brandon Adams is back, that means cover four is back. We will go cover four live again. Connor Riley, Brandon Adams, Mike Griffith, and some Centel kid. Uh, we will be uh, on cover four on all your favorite Dog Nation social media platforms at 6 p.m., uh, I believe that's a new time for cover four. Uh, check that out. Reminder for the hedges podcast is there for you every week on 
Spotify, SoundCloud, and the Apple Podcast platform. Check out that brand new app. Um, that is me trying to uh, fill up as much plugs as possible before I jump back and dive into the questions and answers. You guys have got anything else you want to know? Uh, hit me up. Let me know right now, and I'll do my best to uh, answer uh, if I can. And if I can't answer it, I'll probably say something as politically correct as I possibly can, which maybe hint at the actual answer. Uh, David Williams wants to know the top targets are really looking at other schools and really, really considering them. It's going to happen every year. I mean, this is a high stakes game. You know, Georgia doesn't Georgia doesn't recruit guys who, you know, whose heart pumps Kool-Aid. They're going after the best of the best every year. I think the main difference is, you know, you got to remember, Georgia has this war chest of funds that is allotted to um, recruit these guys. Remember, Georgia's going to spend the most every year in recruiting. But they can't go out and see guys. They can't fuel up the chartered planes. They can't host the barbecues. They can't host the scavenger hunts. They can't host them during uh, spring practice or fall practice right now. And I mean, that's kind of all just sitting there right now. And it's you know, it's almost like having the ultimate weapon, but not being able to deploy it um, in the arena. Uh, Colby Curry, I do not see a big drop off at linebacker at all. I think if Georgia ends up with Prince Colley and Xavier Sori Jr. as their inside linebackers for this class, I'm going to quote my, my buddy uh, Tex Dog on the Dog Nation forum. Um, you should celebrate, party, you know, have a good time, all that. Um, that's what we're seeing there on YouTube, uh, Facebook. Let me get at you for a little bit and make sure everybody's – see what everybody's doing there. Kenneth Wiggins brings up the uh, uh, Garrett Horn. I think that's one of the understatements of the program. I'm going to give you a quick like on that right now. Uh, I think Terry and Arnold would work wonderfully among the Georgia DBs. Uh, Kenneth Wiggins also says he believes this year will be more quality than quantity. Um Danny Smith, I answered your question about some of your thoughts about Shamar Turner during our top targets. Uh, Jan Armstead, thanks for the nice sentiment uh, about uh, uh, cover four. I've been missing us. Thank you. Well, we like doing it. Uh, uh, question here about how are things looking for Georgia with Isaiah Johnson? I think Isaiah Johnson, you know, unfortunate thing for that young man. He grew up in Atlanta, but he's been in West Virginia, and he moved to California for his senior year of high school football. And now everybody knows what's happening in California. There's no football right now in California. Um, I don't think he's going to end up uh, in the South, though. Pete Ellis wants to know, why didn't Colsey make the list? Well, I just don't think the wide receiver position is a priority compared to those other guys right now in the top target sphere. I also don't even know. I think Georgia is looking for a different type of receiver than Deion Colsey. I think Georgia is looking for a speed burner, that type of kid that has that type of Miko Hardman, Arian Smith, Jermaine Burton, uh, that type of gear. And I think Malcolm the Jet Johnson, who Georgia I think is going to have to fight with Alabama for, for him, 
And I think Marcus Burke, I think those two guys are the targets. And Marcus Burke did just recently commit to Florida as well. But I think that will be a, a decision that will be upon further review um, once visits are kind of back in the fold again for the uh, class of 2021. Uh, Marcus has told me several times, always consistently, that he really loves Georgia. All right, guys. I've been your intrepid reporter host. We've tried to answer as many questions as possible. We tried to tell you about everything going on at your local Kroger. We do appreciate that brand and partnership that has been with us for the longest time, well over five years now on Wednesday Night Lives and Before the Hedges. Um, glad you guys. It really means a lot. You guys take some time out of your day to spend spend this hour talking all things Georgia, Georgia recruiting. Um, you know, lots of times I try to stay you know even keel on – 2021 class, 2022 class, 2023 class is going to be a doozy. 22 and 23, folks, whatever doesn't happen for Georgia in the 2021 class because of visits or just an off year, uh, Georgia only ends up with a number three or number four recruiting class, and I say that with all the air quotes imaginable. I think Georgia's going to make up for it in the class of 2022 and the class of 2023. I think those could very well be um, – the most talented, stacked, loaded, whatever you want to say, uh, recruiting cycles um, in Kirby Smart's tenure at the University of Georgia. And folks, by saying that, I'm not trying to drop the mic, but that's certainly saying quite a lot. Folks, take it easy. Have fun. Um, hug your loved ones. Remember to get that special time. If you're like me, you got kids going back to school next week and mama in the house is a little nervous. The kids are a little excited. They're trying to pick out their favorite you know, what type of, you know, bougie masks they can get um, to, to go back to school. I'd advise everybody to wear your masks, do everything you can to ensure that you have health and safety in your community, which will continue the dominoes, continue the momentum going for us to be able to enjoy college football and some of our favorite things in the fall as well. From everybody here at Dog Nation, we thank you guys so much for joining us on another one of your programs. Hope you've learned something. I know you learned something about Terry and Arnold and maybe Nyland Green through the course of our conversation. And that's what we're here for on Before the Hedges. I'm Jeff Sintel. Can't wait to, wait to see everybody again soon on the pages of dognation.com. You guys have a wonderful evening. Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So George who won't pick it. I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle.